Good evening. My name is Omar J. De Jesus, and I am the host of Second Chance, Voices of the Unheard. My podcast talks about the second chance people received after doing time in the institution, innocent or guilty, by changing the poisonous narrative or prisoner's perception. For the most part, people returning to society are outcasted. So my job is to give people an opportunity and a platform to tell a story. Everybody deserves a second chance. Everyone on this podcast will be bragging on themselves about all their accomplishments. So today I have my brother that I love from another mother. His name is Christopher Harley. Great dude. I've met him while I, while, while I was incarcerated and he's been a, a good friend of mine ever since. So I'm going I'm to turn the tables over to him so he can introduce himself to you. Um, good evening. My name is Christopher Harvey. You know, um, pretty much, like Omar said, met him while I was incarcerated. One of the most positive, driven people I've met. So, pretty much, you know, he kind of inspired me to stay focused on things that really matter. Not only in, in prison, but outside of prison. So, so far, so good. Amen to that, first and foremost, man. Yeah, like, I'm, you know, this is my brother, like I said, man. And I interview people who come home and do the right thing, man. And ever since he came home, he moved to Atlanta. He's with his wife. You know, they ex- expecting their, uh, their child, which is a blessing that God has blessed them with. Um, he's been working. He's been, he's been doing his thing. And you know, I'm 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 appreciative to even have you on, on my show. I thank you for even taking the time to do that. So, so let me get into this, man. So, you know, uh talk a little bit about your family history if you want, man. Uh growing up. Like how was it growing up in your household? Well, growing up in my household, um I had a lot going on. Um my soul at a young age, I was pretty much introduced to Growing up things. Um, my mom's, my mom's and boyfriend pretty much uh, were into the sale of narcotics. You know? So that was her way of providing for, for me, my sister, a lot of other people, family members, and pretty much a lot of other people around me. Um, I was, you know, I was like, like eight, and um, I didn't know at the time it was like a, a real negative thing because all I knew was everything that I wanted or could ask for, it was there. And also, I was in a in a school, private school, like I went to Catholic school. My boyfriend paid for it, mm. so I, you know, I grew up. I was I was raised in Best Eye, born in St. John's Hospital. And um it, it was just crazy, like um so pretty much I've seen I've been around all types of people at a young age. Uh drug drug dealers, drug addicts, uh you name it, prostitutes, pimps, you know, uh robbers, these Every every group that, that's in the streets, I, I was around, and but I didn't. They didn't treat me 
like negative. Everybody knew my mom's and her boyfriend, so it was like a level of respect. Um, he wasn't no little drug dealer. Like I went with him on runs to pick up stuff, and I didn't know what it was. Like one time I walked in the kitchen, get something to drink. They had like a, I thought it was like flour on the table, like a bag of flour open on the table. Mm. And I got in trouble for going to the kitchen. But as I got older, like it, it stuck in my head. And then I, as I got to, to an age where I understood what it was, I'm like, damn. Like, so that's what that was. Um, pretty much, um, her boyfriend had got sick and he passed away and she was left with a bunch of uh, product and around some, some, some of the wrong people. And, uh, you know, she pretty much, I guess she got depressed and she became her own best customer, I guess. <laughs> so my mom's, you know, took up the habit and it pretty much took over her life. Um, shortly after that, I was placed in foster care. Not not because of the drug dealing that my mother was doing, because um, my, bro my mother's brother uh, pretty much was said to had uh, molested my sister. And I didn't even I didn't even know that. But um, so me and my sister went to foster care. So pretty much that's what started, you know, me in the system. So I was in the system. From like age nine, eight or nine, um, we came back. We came home for a short period of time. They they came and grabbed us out of school because somebody said my mom was selling drugs or whatever the case may be. So after that, um, I stayed in there. I stayed in foster care. I was in boys' homes. I was in Spotfoot. You know, I went on, I went on tour like. And it and it, it took away from me, like it, it desensitized me. Because you really can't show certain emotions in you know, in that in that modality, like they look at you, they'll try to take advantage of you, crying or you seem like you're missing something, you miss your family. So I pretty much learned how to turn my feelings off. And um it just made me a different person. So I came home to my aunt's house at like the age 14. And um, I thought she took me because of her caring for me. But I didn't feel that was the case. So I pretty much felt like I had to find my own way. So I was, in, I was enrolled in like art school. I was in, I went to art design in Manhattan. Um, I've been good in there, but I got, I got kicked out because of my behavior, man. Like I had a temper. I had, I had a short fuse, I guess, because of my upbringing. And I had a fight, and they pretty much told me, yo, I'll be, I'll be transferred, I'm gonna kick you out. So, you know, I wanted to transfer into an alternative school in Brownsville. I was playing basketball. I was real good at it. Um, you know, I was in every tournament. I played AAU ball, Gauchos, all this New York stuff, Rutgers, I done been to Tennessee, even on, even on, you know, trips, I did all that. I had a chance to go overseas. And, um, you know, it didn't work out because I pretty much got caught up 
with my past, like the street life pretty much caught up to me. And um, so I wound up having a couple of cases open. But the last case that I had pretty much, I sealed the deal for me. It was like, um, that was it. So I pretty much was facing 22 years. And uh, that, that kind of shook me. Like when they when they said twenty two years, you know, I didn't. I I just I just I damn near lost consciousness. <laughs> Yo, so 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 let me ask you a question. Because of your childhood trauma that you experienced when you was a child, and you seen all that stuff, and how it changed changed you really because you know you see so much at a young age that you know you was like forced to grow up faster than you should have so just with that being said does that like help you in the sense where it push you to motivate you or does it like also uh hurt you in a way where it creates like a lot of these internal uh you know things that you go through that that feels like it can stop you from proceeding or being successful in life I, I believe i believe at a young age you don't know how to put things together so without the proper support you know you're not able to uh un- understand things or formal understanding because you i think everybody needs somebody to at least give their opinion on on things in life um i was tired i never listened I never wanted to sell drugs. That wasn't what I wanted to do. My mother didn't want me to do that. She's a perfect example of why I shouldn't do it. And seeing her in her her, her lowest form, her lowest state, it told me up. But I didn't, my thing is, I didn't have the, I felt I didn't have the proper support. My family was not supporting anything I was doing. I was trying to play basketball. They were telling me I shouldn't be playing basketball. Um, me, me just doing uh, reckless, reckless stuff at an early age and running the streets led to me having to get out the house at an early age. I, I had to leave the house at 16 because pretty much there was things found in the house that I shouldn't have had in the house. Yeah. But, but you know, it's like if you're not supporting what I'm doing, I feel like, you know, I'm out here on my own anyway. I, I bought, me and I had it out. Like I bought all my school clothes one year and it kind of made me feel some type of way. And it was like, I, you know, all I, all I thought was like, yo, she's not going to do anything for me. I got to do everything myself. I had a couple of jobs. Uh, they really didn't last because I didn't, I didn't invest in myself as much as I should have at a young age. Well, you didn't know um, how to. So at that at that time, you was just like basically on survival mode. Yeah, you didn't know how to cut it on. So that was like what caused a lot of the problems that you had because basically to me, and I know how you feel because I felt the same way growing up. Like there's, there's just survival and that's it. What I can get, yeah. that's it. You didn't really have no yeah. goals. You know what I'm saying? And this is what caused the, for you to, to spiral. You know what I'm saying? Because you were just... Yeah. In situations where you like, man, fuck it, we're really that's, not caring. That's exactly my thinking. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I said, that's why I said, without the proper support, I think that's what any. If you don't feel you're supported, or you know, people that's are behind you. Yeah. So you said you you were facing 22, 
And what what was the charge that landed you in that position to where you was facing 22? Um, I had a couple of charges though. Okay. I had, um, if you don't want to just say that, you don't have to. No, it's cool. It's cool. I had, I had um, I had a assault. I had a assault charge. Okay. I had a drug charge and um, I had a drug charge. I think I had a, a robbery. Wow. So then. So then it was like, once they found out about that, then another charge came up, another assault charge. So I'm I'm, for, I'm facing four felonies. Damn. My first time, my first time upstate, four felonies. But this is my thing. Like I've been on Rikers a couple of times because of me running the streets. So I'm thinking, you know, I I did I did a city year. I took. That's what landed me the first charge because I took a city year thinking that it was just something to be swept under the rug. I didn't know that they were stacking the chips on me. And it's like, I, I copped out to something that I thought was not a felony. Once I once I pleaded to it, they told me, oh, it's a paper felony. I had a, I had a legal aid. So they didn't tell me what that was until after the fact. A paper felony is a felony. Felony, yeah. But what it. happened is you catch another charge, they added on. Yeah, I didn't know that until I caught another yeah, charge. Wow. So now at this time you're fighting your case, you're you're incarcerated because they didn't give you a bail. Right. What were your negative experiences during prison? Whether oh, you want to talk about Rikers yeah. Island or even upstate. Yeah, we can listen. Rikers Island wasn't really too traumatizing for me because everybody I knew in the street was on Rikers Island. Or they came through there. So, and on Rikers Island, it's like, um, pretty much it's like, it's not, it's not as, 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 part of my language, not as racist as once you go upstate. Like, mm. all, the, all the officers are from the city. That's a fact. They're like, they're and they look like one of us. Yeah, yeah, you're not going to find too many Caucasian officers on Rikers Island. And if so, they're really not doing it. But, um, I, Rikers Island was just, I was just, I was just anxious to figure out, like, what am I facing? What's going to happen? Yeah. You know? But it was, a, it was a lot of fights in Rikers Island. You know, you get certain, certain groups in there. The CEOs tend to try to push out against each other. Definitely. Sport. Definitely. Because, yeah. you know, they do that uh, on Rikers Island. They bet on fights that's, and shit. You know what I'm saying? So, and and, and they, that's what they do. That's how they get their money. That's how they get their rocks off, I guess. I don't know, but whatever, you know. That's, that's what I'm saying. Well, all right, because I don't want people respect me because I, I, I move a certain type of way. Like, I'm on that's my a business. Fact. That's a fact. So, I'm on my business. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so what, what type of people were you around in prison? And are there any positive people in, in prison, prison that you met, that you well, have met? Once I went upstate, I mean, once I found out where I was going to go, I, I, I got sentenced in 10 years. Okay. So I took 10 years. Um, <laughs> once, I, once I got on that bus, and pretty much went upstate. Um, the, the, the positive people, I'm going to say... Well, first, what, what, what spot did you land in? Your oh, first spot? On your way up? I'm trying to think what reception was. That was um, I think downstate. Okay. So I, I landed in downstate. No, no, no. I'm lying. They sent me to um, 
Yeah, no, they sent me to downstate. I went to downstate with reception. So they pretty much had me there for like a week, mm. whatever the case may be. And um, they pretty much just, you know, they groom you into what, what's going to be asked you, how you need to move when you go to prison. So, um, you know, it was a shock to me. Like, you go, you go in the mess hall, you do time to eat. Y'all got to get up at the same time. It's like the army. Most definitely. Uh, I really didn't have any uh, negative experiences with um, anybody because they don't let you move around too much. When I got this, when I now when I got the sing sing, that's when they let you out in the population. Um, <laughs> yo, know, I, I think I caught a ticket. I caught a ticket because they have inside outside phones. Yeah. I caught a ticket. I didn't know what the hell that was a ticket. So they wanted to uh, lock me in. Whatever the case may be, and they told me I couldn't use the phones anymore. So I pretty much couldn't use the phones. Yeah. Um, Sing Sing was crazy. That's like, it's big. It's like, it's like, it's like a, a building inside a building. But once again, it's, it's close to New York. So I'm bumping into, you know, familiar faces and everybody pretty much looks like I do or you do. Um, because I play sports, a lot of people took a liking to me. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, so so, you know, so, so, huh? so what was your accomplishments during prison? Like, what did you accomplish oh. while you was incarcerated? Well, it's my fault, like sports. Whatever you feel is an accomplishment, whatever think, you feel. Well, in prison, in prison, like, before I went up, I told, I told my brother's mom, I'm like, yo, I'm gonna I'm a get myself together. Mm. So it was early, it was early that I, I told myself, like, you know, I need to work on you. So I actually sat, took my, my spare time to sit down and hold myself responsible for any actions that I do in my life. And um, I just trying to figure out, like, at the root of it, what part did I play? And uh, I kind of, I've always been humble, but it, it humbled me even more because I've seen, I bumped into people that had 25 years 35 years, and it's like, you know, you look at them, and it's like, damn, you know, like, how are you able to, you know, get up and, and, and just live? They've been, try at, to, they've been on standstill for like 30 some years. Yeah, and then I'm, I'm talking to these people, and they telling me, like, yo, um, every time I go to the board, they hit me, and I'm not trying to let go, shit like that. And I'm, I'm looking at my time, and I'm like, shit. I'm gonna talk about my time. That's right. You done been hit three times my time and you still you still going. You you're trying to you trying to uh get back home or whatever the case means. But on top of that, the older people, I mean people all the time, most of them were the ones that kept me focused and, and always had something positive to say. And they told me like, yo, you don't wanna be over here. You don't wanna run around. You don't wanna be the wanna be the the uh, the loudest one in the bunch, man. Stay humble, stay focused. Don't get caught up in all this, all this that's going on around. So, you know, I, I pretty much stayed around the older people. Um, I learned, I learned not to open doors early because you know you really can't close them. Mm. 
And you know, me just being who I am, I at times I've I've, I've uh, you know pretty much gave people a chance that really sh- shouldn't have had a chance. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but you, it's a, it's a learning experience, man. You know, at the end of the day, you, you, you. It, I tell people all the time, it, it takes too much energy to put into a relationship to not trust them. So right. it's, it's for me personally, I gotta trust you off back until you show me different, and then I know how to deal with you. But until then, I can't. I'm not gonna waste too much energy because I gotta do my own thing. I can't be wasting energy on shit that I can't change if that's what's happening. My thing is. Like DMX said, you know, uh, you know, be able to identify the people when you see what they do in a sense that he says, like, you know, saying a robber is a robber. When you see a robber yeah. rob, you know he a robber, so you know what he is. Yeah. So like when they show you who they are, believe that. Believe that's who they are. You know what I'm saying? So my thing is like, what are you what are you grateful after you release? Like you've been home how long now? Since 2018. Okay, wow, that's 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 a good, and you're doing great for yourself. You and your wife uh, live in a house in ATL. Yeah, yeah. Y'all doing great. You got a great job. She's having a great job, and you know y'all blessed. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, regardless yeah, of whatever, you know. No, I came. I came out. Nah, I got right to it. Like, you know, I've been blessed. It only took me like two weeks to find a job. Mm. But it wasn't. It wasn't because of what I knew. It's because of who I knew. Okay. Like I, I use my resources. I called around, you know. So you network. Huh? Yeah, I network. Yeah. Even though I went, I went through the, you know, prison release programs, and the, uh, the job placement things. It wasn't, it wasn't moving as fast enough as I, I felt I needed because I don't like, I, I still feel like I need to be independent in some type of way. Mm. I don't feel, and I don't feel like, I don't feel comfortable feeling like I'm somebody else's burden. Yeah, I get it. So it's like, and I, you I shouldn't, like you shouldn't have to feel like that. Yeah, because you're not a burden. You home, you're not a yeah, burden. Yeah. Because first and foremost, you know what you bring to the table. That's first and foremost. Second, once you get yourself back where you need to be, I'm, I can guarantee if a person felt you as a burden, their mind will switch when they see that how motivated you are. That's just you know right now people is you know quick to judge without really knowing. Like that's why, that's why you know people gotta you know realize that you know you can't live someone else's life. You gotta just live your life. You know what I'm saying respectfully and and be content with the person because you may want someone that's up here, right? Mm-hmm. And then you may get a person that's going to treat you like shit. Or you can get a person that you can build with till you get where you need to be. And that person going to treat you like gold. Mm-hmm. It all depends on how much you want to invest into it. Because at the end of the day, getting a person is not hard. Nah. But maintaining it, maintaining that relationship and cultivating that relationship, that's where the work come in. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like at the end of the day I look at it like man my brother, you know, at the end of the day I you can't change nothing. You can only have control of yourself. So regardless of what anybody say or feel, you never wish them harmful anything, but you just be like, you know what? God bless you because I'm not gonna focus on where you want me to I need to do what I gotta do for my life. Yeah. And you know what? I'm proud of you because I, I, I know you for quite a few years now and you know what I'm saying, I seen your growth. I seen how you are, I seen who you are. 
And and in many ways, you you inspired me and inspired me to do better. And, and you may not see that, but I'm letting you know because you're my brother and I love you. But at the end of the day, man, don't let no one tell you wrong. You know what you got to do. And at the end of the day, respectfully, you're going to do it. Yeah, it's not. And I don't look, I don't look for it to be easy. Because any, anything easy, you know, it comes easy and it goes it's a headache. easy. Anything yeah. easy is a headache. That's a fact. And the thing is, sometimes I do get impatient. And, you know, I, I have negative thoughts. But I remember... I remember everything that's led up to, you know, my life, mm. my, my past and my life now. I'm not going to repeat that. And on top of that, like, I came out, right? I came out, I took the time because I felt, yo, if I don't take this, they're going to give me crazy numbers. So I that's took the time because I, I had kids. I wanted to be able to be around my kids mm. and to see my moms. You know a couple, like, you already know, a couple, I, I came out, my mom's in New York, I'm here. So, I'm thinking, all right, you know, I can start building towards a future to where I can spend time with my mom's. You know, that was, that was cut short. I lost my mom's. Trust me, I know you feel I lost mine's too, man. I know you did, man. That shit, that shit ain't easy, brother. But you know what, mom, mom, this is what we gotta remember that yeah, we shed a lot of tears for them. That's healthy for young men and men in general to to cry because there's not nothing wrong with that. And two, we supposed to rejoice. You know what I'm saying? When they pass, like not to cry. You know, we cry. This is just my ideal. I cry when a baby is born. Because the baby is being born into a world that he has no no knowledge of. Not only that he has no knowledge of, he's just going to get into a whole lot of things that he's going to have to learn on his own. And and, 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 and depending on the person, he, he or she may have to go through a lot of heartaches and struggles and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I rejoice when someone passes their memory and their legacy and cry when the baby is born. So you know, I, I get it. What what are you doing to stay out of prison? Like what what are you um, what are you I'm doing? Pretty much, you know, I, I, I keep that that's why I mention my mom's. Like I keep I keep her in mind mm. because the only thing she ever wanted me to do is to do positive and do better. Wow. Like she 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 knew I know how to draw. She gave me that gift. She mm. she helped me she helped me like sharpen those tools, right? I got mm. that from her. So um it's like I just tried to do better in life and um, uh, build myself into something that, that she would she would want me mm. to be. But not only that, that's peace. Any yeah, but not only that, anything that I did do, any experience, any any knowledge that I've obtained, I just try to share it with mm. anybody that I feel needs to hear it and wants to hear it. Um, because that's what that's how she was. She's been through a lot and. People didn't respect her just because of, you know, what she was able to bring to the table as far as, like, materialistic things. She was somebody that people would come to and talk to mm. about anything. She she didn't care, you know, your background. If you were a good person, she invited you in. And that's, that's me, too. And uh, I'm just, like, now, like I said, I, I, know, how to, I know how to put stuff together. I, I have a, a contracting job. The construction right now I'm working on a plant nursery I never thought I'd be working on a plant nursery it's like botanic gardens mm, but I like stuff I'm like that. That, yeah 
Yeah, but it's it's peaceful, it's tranquil. Yeah, that's it. And at the same time, I'm, I'm getting to learn about, you know, planting whatever I want to plant. Whatever I want to grow, they tell me about it, tell me about the different plants, what's needed, water, sunlight, fertilizer, all that. Um, mm. I'm, I'm working on my, uh, I'm about to enroll back in uh, yeah, the trade school. That's what I was just about to ask you. Like, what are, what yeah, are the accomplishments school. that you would like to accomplish now that you're, you're home? Well, I need to get, I need to get a certification, man. I like working on a career because mm, definitely. jobs are cool. Jobs are cool. Jobs is just momentarily. That's something just to keep you afloat, but a career is something yeah. that you look towards to, you know? Yeah, and I need that. I'm trying to yeah, get it. And you're going to get it. You're going to get it. Or if that, you build your own up. Build your own up. You got too much of this up here, too much knowledge yeah. for you not. You can you can build some shit from scratch. I'm, a I'm business. Slowly, I'm slowly getting back in touch with my emotions. Mm. Thanks to you know my relationship with uh, my wife. Uh. Yo, you know I, I I wanted to talk to you later on too, like like starting like a, a clothes business like uh, with like Dro did, but you could just run it out in Atlanta. I listen, I'm, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, man. Uh, it's nothing. Yeah. You can do that. Yeah, man. Um, definitely. But but you know, like I'm, I'm proud of that. You know, like I started I started the uh, NYU program in prison because of, because you went into it, but I didn't have enough time to really like get what I needed out of it, and I was and I wasn't focused. Yeah. As much as you were, so you know, I got a couple credits, but I, I didn't go all the way in like you did. So I definitely wanted to come out and uh, get a trade. Something under my belt that mm. that you know. Definitely. Help definitely. people help people to see who I am. Definitely. As a Definitely. So so I'm gonna ask you another question. Market yourself. What what are you promoting or marketing? Like what are you what are you marketing like yourself? Like what are you what would you like? This is your time to shine right now, man. If you wanna market yourself or promote yourself. For me? Yeah, you. Promote myself? Market, yeah. Uh, like who who am I? No, like what do you do? Like what are you trying to do? Like you know, uh, you know, you draw or you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, like, I do, I try pretty much anything, man, like, you know, I, I can do, I've, I've done a couple of, uh, logos and some clothes, I do tattoo art, I'm, I'm new to that, I mean, couple, um, my tattoo gun upstairs. Yeah, he's, he's good at drawing. Man. So, so like, like, yeah. like, what happened if if someone hear this and they they want to they want to see where you at with your skills and stuff? Like, how would they get to you? Like, uh, like you got a yeah, you got um, an email? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That email. It's, it's you know, Chris dot Holly at gmail dot com. You know, uh, you know, I do. Like I said, I put stuff together. The contract work. Um, and he's in Atlanta, Georgia, right? Definitely Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, get a brother a shout out, man. Get him a job. Get him a career. The brother need a career, man. Yeah, definitely do, man. He's in Atlanta, Georgia, too. Good. Oh, you know how to get to Definitely, definitely, man. So, so this this right here, I, I take a, a serious because, you know, the kids is the future, you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, growing yeah. up, you know, I wish I had somebody that, that was more of a role model that would have guided me in the right way. But, you know, everybody I had guided me in the wrong way. So what would you tell the children not to do if they were to go down the same lane you went down? Uh, I'll tell you right now, uh, pretty much don't don't be don't be hesitant to be an individual. Don't follow the crowd. Don't do something because something else is going. Do do it because you want to do it, and do it because it makes sense. And you know, and it's something that your family. 
to be proud of. Mm. Um, you know, um, don't get caught up on materialistic things. It doesn't last at all. Um, other than that, invest, invest in yourself more. You know, even when other people don't believe, believe in yourself. You know, prove them wrong. Mm. And um, don't be ashamed to uh, ask for help and to listen, listen more to, uh, you know, the elders, man. Because, you know, it's not, it's not a bad thing when they say, you know, like, you know, they've lived longer than you. You're doing something that they already seen. You got to take heed to that. It's not a, it's not a negative thing. It's like you got to really like understand that. Like if they've seen this before, then maybe I need to listen because I was hard-headed. Somebody tried to stop me from making a lot of bad decisions. And I was like, you don't know what you're talking about, man. I'm out here. I'm starving. Mm. I'm going to do it this way. That's so instant, gratific- instant gratification is not the thing. You need, you need something that, that's, you know, don't be, don't be scared to wait. Wait and be patient, man. Be patient, stay positive. I don't know what else to tell you, man. <laughs> well, man, I'm not going to lie. Thank you, man. I appreciate this interview, man. Uh, even taking the time to, to, to even, uh, you know, give your spiel, man, because, uh, you know, our stories matter, man, because, you know, if we don't tell our story or I let you tell your story and we, you know, there, there'll be someone uh, 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 controlling our narrative and, and trying to poison the people mentally into seeing people who are coming home that are formerly incarcerated as toxic or poison to the community. And that's not true because a lot of times we get home. And we, we, we make things happen. We flourish. You know what I'm saying? We succeed, you know, uh, because we've been deprived so much in our life. So we have, you know, uh, every and any opportunity to not only prove others, but prove ourselves that we can do it. You know what I'm saying? So this is why I do what I do. And I love what I do because there's no story better than the one or ones that go through the struggle out the mud and make it out. Of prison and managed to make something out their life when they come home. There's right. a lot of people out here doing it, man, and that's why definitely. I like to do what I do. Exactly. So, glad you do it, man. Definitely, definitely. So I would like to thank, say thanks to everyone who is listening to my podcast. Thanks to every organization that has helped me change my perspective and my brother's perspective. A quick shout out to Osborne, AVP. Pace, Defy Network, NYU's Prison Education Program, Thrive for Life Prison Project. And remember, no one wants to do time, but we all need time. Good night, peace and blessings, and I'm gone.